gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, uh, it's, it is the music news time, not me. Screaming like a madman. And I might be screaming like a madman because Cam and I are doing um, some pretty cool stuff in the studio right now. Um, well, we're just... We always are, aren't we? We're always uh, doing some pretty cool stuff. We are. We by are broadcasting homebrewed. That's right. I should say we're doing different cool stuff. Cam, Cam's just leaning, <laughs> like stand, stand, <laughs> lean. Like you, you imagine you're standing and then you lean against something and you and you just like. Bah. I feel yeah. like I feel like I'm in Greece. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm in the eighties. I should have my hair slicked back. I'm leaning on a bonnet of a car, or he's wearing a leather jacket. He's wearing some, a suit. So well, the, yeah, you know, come from work, but you know, that, that's sort of what it, I, I feel like I'm doing. Um, this has no, no relevance to the music news, none whatsoever. Unless Absolutely, you can make a connection. Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, I mean, if Cam was a headline act and his performance <laughs> was leaning, um, and he had a support act like I am, who is doing the kind of semi splits to get my my mouth where the Mike is um, height wise. Anyway, you don't need to know that. Cam is a headliner. Would now be receiving a higher share of royalties from APRA than me. Um, and it's debatable as to whether this is a good move for the Australian music industry. I like it. I just think maybe I should have been the support act because I'm leaning. I'm literally supporting myself <laughs> with one arm. But anyway, the, the topic of the music news. That's today the music news. Is literally that. I mean, support acts. In, in Australian shows are potentially going to see less of a cut of the money than they would have previously with the extra funds then going to the headline act. That's right. That's right. And I mean, on the, on the surface level, and I mean, arguably, yes, this is a bad thing. However, let me explain to you what is going on. We're going to run through it right now. So APRA um, being the overseeing body of Australian performing, um, you know, APRA, AMCOS, ARIA, et cetera, et cetera. They're all the, the flagship head bodies of Australian music. APRA relates specifically to performing. Um, they are proposing a new distribution practice for promoted concerts. And I will say this comes via the music network. This is an exclusive from them. Um, that It would lift the rate of royalties passed on to the headliner and reduce the cut earned by the Support Act. Um, now, a bit of clarification, not every gig in this country, but a lot of gigs and a lot of bigger gigs are sponsored by APRA or... I should say licensed by APRA. So they work within the APRA framework um, and it, it's how these bodies kind of operate. So this this change would apply to APRA licensed gigs, which does include a lot of the big ones pretty much. And the fact that it's coming from APRA, I think has a lot more weight behind this decision where if you just saw it was a certain venue or like a, a label or just someone in the industry who might not have as much of a broad power or connection to the industry like APRA do, you might sort of see this news and think, oh, it's just someone wanting more money or, you know, whatever the case is. But because it's coming from APRA, it almost has this sort of weight behind what they're trying to do where you sort of have these conversations where you're like, well, hang on, what's actually going on here? Because it's not just a money grabbing tool because the money is just being divided differently. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the money amount isn't necessarily going to change. And and the performing rights payments that we're referring to here, they, they are um, pretty big part of, of APRA's activities. They pay these royalties um, from live performances to their members through collections from license fees 
paid by promoters. Stay um, with this, please. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically there's a pool of money that is paid for by promoters. They use that pool of money to pay their members royalties from live performances. Um, now, they sent an email out to their members. This was seen by the music network who did um, break this story. Um, the, the organization is going to switch to a new 80 to 20 split in favor of the headliner um, for concerts that are in Australia and New Zealand that are licensed by APRA. Um, previously, it was about 66-33 in favour of the Headline Act versus the Support Act. Um, this new arrangement has already been approved by the board of APRA and they're saying it's going to come into effect with the November royalty distribution. However, the email that they have sent out was... Um, seeking feedback from their, from their members. So I, I imagine that they're, they're open to, to some degree of debate and constructive conversation around it. Yeah, well, reps for ARIA, they, they pointed out that their system is consistent uh, with the split applied by international affiliate societies. Uh, oh, inconsistent, that is. Sorry, inconsistent. Sorry, I've... I've made a bit of a. I've read that poorly, but it's inconsistent uh, because internationally, um, you're seeing performing right organisations distribute on a basis of ninety to ten. So the headliner getting ninety, the support act only getting ten. Where currently, in Australia, we're seeing sixty six to thirty three, and it's been proposed of eighty to twenty. Yeah, so this this uh, it seems a lot of this came about is because they've had questions from international acts that are touring in Australia at APRA licensed gigs going, hang on, when I tour anywhere else in the world, I get the majority of or more of the majority of the money. However, when I come to Australia and tour, I'm getting like roughly 66% of the money. So how does that work? And the, the inconsistency that they've pointed out too is that, and the almost double standard that they're saying is that um, – Big Australian acts um, like Tame Impala, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, um, Gang of Views, whoever, are uh, doing really well in Australia and abroad. They can play a gig in Australia um, and make heaps of money and then go overseas and still make heaps of money. Um, so they can play a gig in Australia and usually do pretty well out of it and then go overseas and make heaps of money. But vice versa, when overseas artists want to come to here, they're actually uh, taking an effective pay cut in terms of the distribution of royalties if they want to come and play in Australia. And especially they're arguing you, it's a deterrent and it's not fair is basically what they're saying. Especially when you in, like consider the travel costs for international acts to come over as well. For an Australian band, you know, the extra money that you get by touring overseas is perhaps offset by your travel costs. Where here in Australia, you're not having to pay for as much, not necessarily, you know, maybe you are a little bit, but, you know, overseas you would be paying more in those travel costs, but you are getting more tour revenue where the incentive, as you're sort of saying there for international acts to come to Australia is not that high. You wouldn't think given that they're getting less money, having to spend more on of your accommodation and just, you know, traveling around a big country that we are. It makes sense to me on one point, but then I also think, well, what about the support acts? Like obviously the whole idea of exposure as payment is something that we've encountered a lot <laughs> throughout our, <laughs> our professional lives of doing a lot of free work. And there is certainly merit to it. And obviously they're getting some payment, but I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Neither, neither am I, to be honest with you. I mean, this is, you, you can understand one perspective, right? Because they're saying, Hey, this is, 
this is inconsistent with how it's done everywhere else in the world. Um, and it's a deterrent for international artists to tour here in the first place. The other argument is that, well, people buy tickets to gigs probably 90% of the time to see the headline act. They don't buy it to see yeah. the support act. So yep. they're like, okay, so the money that they're paying for the ticket is going to, you know, is more or less going towards the, the headline act. Um, but then on, on the other hand, you've got support acts who already don't get much money as it is always already find it hard um for you know bands with less exposure generally to get themselves out there um they're saying well you're just basically giving us a pay cut couple that with what we've just been through with covid um the state of the industry right now which is in some parts doing very well in other parts still struggling still people walking away from the industry because they're not making enough money out of it who is this going to affect and is it going to push them away from our industry more? Should we just be doing what the rest of the world does because that's what they do? Or is it actually a better system to have a more equitable division of royalties between bands um, with 66-33? The other little side note I'll add to this too is what they've said is that it was around 66-33. However, they could never predict how much royalties artists would get um, post show, uh, pre show, until the show had actually been through because of the way it was worked out. This new system would give certainty as to you can tell an artist how much money they're going to be making from royalties, um, whereas you couldn't do that in the past. So, why? It, That's what I understand. Why can you issue certainty now but not previously? Um, I am not actually 100% and I, I, and sure. And I wasn't saying that for I, you I, to give me an yeah, answer. I, I, I was I, just, you know, what's so sp- special, if you will, about the new system that allows them to do it where they couldn't previously like could they not just implement the same system but like a new system but with the current splits yeah like surely you don't need to do an 80 20 split to be able to implement the system yeah i I doubt it i think that's probably just part of it and part of what they they were saying the issue was i suppose with the previous system um but yeah and i'm not saying that going to this new system is wrong or going to 80 20 splits is wrong i just don't understand that logic yeah, yeah, nor do I. And there could be a good explanation, just we don't have it for you. No, <laughs> we don't. We have everything else, though, including leaning. Um, still, still leaning. Still leaning. Still supporting myself. That's right. As Eamon does all the headline act. <laughs> um, so, yeah, th- that's that's basically the, the, the argument at the moment. So I, I can generally understand from both sides, but uh, we really do have this – this changes that are going to make a massive difference to support acts if they do bring it, bring in these changes, which it looks like they're going to. So what we are seeing is an effective wage cut from APRA license gig for royalties for artists that play there as support. Um, and there's, there's, I don't know, it's, it's vexing. It, I don't even know how to feel about it, to be honest with you, but it is a significant change and it is going to affect like a lot of bands around this country. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, I do agree to an extent that people go to see this, the main act, right? So they should be entitled to more money, which they currently already are. 66% of that revenue compared to 33%. The other thing that to be considered with this is if it's now more of incentive for overseas acts to come to Australia, are we going to see more tours from overseas acts and what impacts, if any, will that have on the local music scene? Will that increase it because you'll have Australian acts supporting some of these international acts and getting some exposure that way? Or will you see some more 
you know, Australian headline tours perhaps go to the wayside because all these international acts are coming over because they've heard they can get a bit more money. Yeah, yeah. There's a bigger slice of the pie on offer and we're talking like, you know, 27% more money, which is pretty significant, especially if you're like a high earning artist. That's a significant amount of extra money that you'd make from your gig. And I mean, without us diving into the machinations of planning performances here in Australia too much, but you would think that these kind of changes, if you wanted to make them benefit the local industry more would have to go hand in hand with um, what we have spoken about in the past suggestions to uh, mandate that local acts be used for international tours. So often international artists will come and tour Australia, but they'll bring or they'll arrange a headliner also, uh, sorry, a support act also from another country. So yeah, you wouldn't want a flood of international artists coming here because they get a bigger slice of the pie also bringing with them international support acts, which effectively blocks out two slots that an Australian act could be sitting. We, we don't expect every gig in Australia to be Australian. However, we do need to support our local industry. So it would almost mean you would need two of these things to occur at once to protect the industry yeah. in, in Homebrew's opinion. <laughs> and that's a fact. And that's a fact. Um, so yeah, at the moment, it is at the... They're saying it's approved by the board and due to take effect in November when they do the refresher of royalties anyway. However, they have opened consultation with their members or the APRA members and there's been a bit of debate back and forth about that. So we will keep our eyes and ears peeled on how that one translates. If you are interested and you had an opinion on it, homebrewed963 is our Instagram. It's probably the best way you can get in touch with us. Share your thoughts. We do like hearing them. Yeah, do let us know how you feel because obviously I think we have a bit of mixed feelings around it and we'd like to know what your thoughts are even if they're mixed as well so i'm sitting on the fence until it happens that's fine maybe you're leaning on the fence maybe you're leaning like i am i might sit down for the rest of the show i think homebrewed get it all at www.homebrewed.au why is it not your internet homepage right now yeah if it's not i I don't see any other reason why you would need to use the internet other than to access (laughs) our content and if there is another reason i'd like you to email it to me and i can deem whether it's worthy or not And that email can be found at www.homebrew.au.